First and original classic D&D podcast. Good evening, folks, and welcome to Save or Die Expedition North Texas RPG Con 2017 Review. I'm your host, DM James. With me tonight is DM Glenn. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out. And TM Eric. I don't even know how I can follow Glenn on that. I just can't. I can't do it, man. Well, you shouldn't stand behind Glenn anyway, especially if you don't always ever lunch. Yeah, that's Ooh, true. Oh, that is yeah. true. Notice how I didn't argue that? <laughs> <laughs> so how you guys been? Oh, oh that great. There, the, there, there's a reason it's been it's been a long time since we put out an episode. It's, yeah. It's, both, both James and I have had our problems after we got back from the con, but yeah. that's not really what we want to talk about. No, we want nothing, to talk about the con. Nothing gaming related, just no. real life being like, hey, screw you. Pretty well, much. Look, real life does not follow the rules because there it, are no rules to real life. That's true. It, that it, unless you're playing a very extensive game of GURPS. Well, that is true, but that's also why I just use the source books. I don't use the system. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've seen people do that. Uh, I just figure life is God's role-playing game that's extremely house-ruled. Probably. Yeah. And house-ruled from group to group. That's true. And person to person. So, there, there's probably some truth in it. Or something like that. Yeah, so we had a couple of months of, hey, this is fun. This is fun. Let's get back to important things like role-playing games. There you go. Exactly. Yes. How about you, Eric? How's things? Uh, compared to the crap that you two went through with... Uh, Mr. 50-year-old. Uh, yes, yes. Happy turn. birthday. Thank you, I think. Uh, as I told my wife, Rach, the only thing worse than turning 50 would not be turning 50. That's true. So, that's what I said to you. I said the alternative is not to. Yes. So, yeah. I, I, I guess I'm happy I turned 50. Thank you. You're welcome. Waving it at, I'm waving it, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> I've also had some time here. I haven't put putting out any old, old man grognards lately. It's been kind of spotty because of all the people and grandkids and running around. Tonight, I just did another live cast on Facebook just because. You casted for a while, too. I saw that you were on for like an hour. So you have been like broadcasting like mad today. Well, I'm trying to make up for the fact that I haven't done any old man grognards for a while. That's uh, fair. And uh, I... I noticed that Facebook live chat, it's good for about maybe 30, 45 minutes before I hear people. Either the comments will stop coming, they'll lock up, or somebody will say, hey, your video's locked up. Ah. Well, so, that's good to know. I think it's a bandwidth thing for with Facebook. Hmm. But they're fun to Probably. do. I mean, I get to answer questions and stuff, and people type in. And I just got to get some younger eyes so I can read the comments. Or just well, zoom in. Yeah, pretty much. Well, younger eyes are not going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you can have like you can have a grandkid dictate to you, but then that kind of ruins the whole effect anyway. Yeah, that's true. It ruins the mystique. Uh, and the first person who said nice hat, and that usually puts me in a good mood for something like that. Uh, well, you do have a damn fine sense of taste when it comes to headwear. Thank you. Uh, I, I know gonna, this from personal experience. I was going to wear my Sons of the Desert fez, but I decided to wear my old standby. It's funny that that model is called the Harrison, and I bought it at Disneyland. Uh, the best hat I own mm-hmm. is a gift my wife got me before we were married. Her family went to Disney, and it was early enough in the relationship where it was like an exclusive family thing, so I kind of wasn't involved in it. Uh-huh. And my wife felt really bad that I didn't get to go. Mm-hmm. She got me this cool leather-like adventurer's hat nice. that I still have up in the closet. It's my favorite hat in the world. It's uh-huh. freaking awesome. I also have a black fedora I wore in some of the earlier uh, videos, but it's gotten dirty, and it really needs to be shaped and shaped again. I've got a black bowler i got to do something with. Oh, bowlers. I love bowlers. Um, do, you want, do you want it? Uh, I'll send it to you if you want it. But sure, I'd take a derby any day. Yeah. Um, I've got, like I said, the black fedora is broken in because I wore it in Guys and Dolls. And uh, Oh, nice. Yeah, I bought it specifically. I hadn't even auditioned yet, and I bought it for that show. And it's like, I was in Long Beach, and they had a hat shop. And it's like, okay, give me that one. And she says, you don't know if you're, you haven't even auditioned yet. Is this so if I'm not cast, I get a nice hat. <laughs> and I've got, and I've got. Welcome some, to sa- welcome to Saver Hats. Yeah, well, I bought that, and I had a pair of wingtip black shoes from when I did arsenic and old lace last time. And I just brought the customer. I says, "Okay, I did the top and the bottom. You fill in the rest." Nice. And he went to he went to New York. He goes to New York City to get costumes, and he got this beautiful pinstripe suit with a white vest and everything. I look classy. Uh, but anyway. Hey. Anyway, enough haberdashery. Haberdashery? Haberdashery. Balderdash and haberdashery. I, too, could be president. Yeah, figure that one out, folks, all you youngsters. Uh, But, anyway, oh, we've got a con to talk about, don't we? Yeah, we do. North Texas RPG Con in Irving, Texas. The first weekend of the month in June. And Bad Mike always says, don't tell them that. Tell them it starts on Thursday. It says, well, it's a four-day weekend. Starts Thursday, Sunday. People know first week in the month. But anyway, it starts Thursday and Sunday. And we were there. Some of us were there early, and we had a lot of fun. Didn't we? Yes, we did. Okay. Yes, we did. Yes, sir. Yes, yes we sir. did. Damn you. <laughs> so I got there Wednesday. And did you guys get there Wednesday? Got there I Wednesday. Got, I got there. I think I got there Wednesday night. You got, yeah, you I, got, there, you got there Wednesday night. Uh, Rach and I arrived... Uh, I don't know, around three, three thirty or so. It's a new hotel this year. Yeah, the Westin. So, yes, it was. Oh, and before we, before we go any further, we should thank Mike Battelotto and Doug Ria. They put on a hell of a show again. A hell of a they do, in fact, put on a hell of a show. Yeah. So I would advise you get next year's the tenth anniversary, guys. So don't miss out. Yep. Um, I went there Wednesday, and I went there Wednesday basically to help Doug set up. Because, as some of us know, that Doug has had problems with... He's gone through chemo. Yeah, he's had some really serious health stuff going on. Yeah, he had cancer and such. So, there's a lot of us that said, oh, we'll show up. Or this. I hadn't showed up uh, like the day before in a long time from a con. And looking at my bank account, I probably shouldn't do it again. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, speaking of which, I want to take a second to thank the entire OSR community, without whom I would not have been present at the con. That's right, uh, your GoFundMe. James Shields, who is an amazing, wonderful man and a great friend, went behind my back and started to GoFundMe, and many, many members of the community contributed in order to make sure that I had enough money to make it out. Hey, I threw a few Texas bucks in. A, a, a lot of people in the community did, and I was just, I was, I was shocked. You can ask Eric what was. I was like, this is never going to happen. This is never going to happen. Oh. Eric's like, four days it'll fund, and he was exactly right. Wow. Well, and 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 James, here's the funny thing. I I was the first to know about it before you knew about it, because for assistance with the uh, the tavern to spread the word. So uh, when you were surprised to find out about it, mm-hmm. I already had to keep that from you. So please forgive me. I uh, yeah. Well, now that I know, I have to disown you and never speak to you again. Oh my God, show's over. Cancel it. <laughs> okay, folks, we'll have the Ducks go fund me for uh, James soon for tenth yep. anniversary. So keep your eyes out. <laughs> no, we won't. I, I you can ask Eric or James. I was while it was happening, I was not terribly comfortable with it because Eric will tell you, I hate feeling like I owe people anything. How about, how about if we keep it a secret? Uh, I'll, I'll expect it now. Oh, I won't expect it now, but I'll be more wary for it to see it happen. Okay. So you're less likely to pull one over on me, so no. Oh, we, got it, we got a year, so we'll figure out something devious. Always. Well, a, Always. A, after the, the, the poor stress my wife went through while I was was in Texas. Oh, wow. I, I, uh, um, well, she got, a, she got a tooth infection oh. that had to be dealt with. And then we had a strange circumstance where my my house got uh, my house, but not my dog, got infested with fleas because we live in a very wetland area, and, and he, we didn't have a cold we didn't have a cold enough winter to kill the fleas, but the dog had been treated. Right. We we literally had to bomb the house a dozen times. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to anyway. We we got there Wednesday. I helped set up. You know. Pull the stuff out of the truck, put it over there. Pull the stuff out of the truck, mm-hmm. put it over there, type of thing. Then I went to dinner with Bad Mike and the other guys somewhere. I don't remember where. But you, Eric, went with James? Well, first, uh, Rachel and I uh, went with uh, Rich LeBlanc. Got it. And uh, and and his crew from uh, his, uh, uh, was it, uh, New Big Dragon. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, we went out for a second dinner, like frickin' hobbits. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because uh, we went out with James and James. <laughs> yeah. So, James, well, it was funny. Yeah. I, when I walked into the con, I literally walked into the hotel lobby. And I have a very distinct backpack that I carried into the con. It's orange. And it, it, it's right. done in the motif of the Star Wars X-Wing pilots. It's yes. very, very distinct. I've never seen anyone else carrying it. I know they, they mass-produced them, obviously, but... And there's this guy in line behind me with it. And he's, like, looking at me strangely. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, we have the same backpack. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we do. And he's like, James. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, it's James. And it was James Shields. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I, like, gave him a big old tackle hug and was like, you know, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, you know, being wow. a big dork. So, and, and we were like, it was like, you know, my brother from another mother kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Just like us. Yep. Yeah. Only taller. <laughs> yeah, Glenn, you are tall, dude. Like, you ain't small. Yeah, he found me. He says that. I mean, you know, well, last, ever since I started going to the con, uh, Mike and Liz always talk about their their hill giant that they, they, they podcast with. 
So they're, they're not they're not necessarily wrong. I mean, like I'm a tall dude. I'm six one six two, and I had to like seriously look up at you pretty much all weekend. I'm six. It was impressive. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know. I always thought the role-playing community had a plethora of big, large, fat guys. It, it does. It, it, it absolutely Be- does. Beard optional. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which, by the way, I, I now have one. Yes, I can see the picture here. No, 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 no. Not even that one. Like, uh, I've got like a full-on beard now. Oh, man. You're, gonna be, you're not going to mm-hmm. be a neck beard, are you? Oh, no. Oh, no. Never, worst, never. Worst RPG supplement Ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so Wednesday, that was pretty much it. Oh, I got Wednesday, I got into Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerer's. Oh, nice beard. Yes. Damn. Um, yeah. Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerer's of Hyperborea, I got to play that with Jeff Tarnalan as the GM. The author. Oh, Jeff Tarnalan, actor GM. Jeff Tarnalan, I'm sorry. Oh. Yes. Awesome. I mean, well, I was bummed out when I went for like, you know, picking the picking the games and I didn't get I didn't get any of his hand games because I, you know, freaking internet. And then it's like, "Okay, I'm going to run on some Friday. You want to play?" Sure. And like I'm sitting opposite uh Richard LeBlanc, <laughs> who was also playing. So it's like, "Wow, this is fun." I made the mistake of not signing up for anything because it was my first North Texas. That's the way you're supposed to go for your first con, really. So, well, that's what I figured. I figured I don't really know the con. I don't know the layout of it. I don't really know how it works. So I'll just go and I'll keep myself fast and loose. And in the end, I'm glad I did because I wanted to meet people. And you did. More than more than play. And I got to meet a lot of wonderful people. And you um, did. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. My, my first North Texas, which was... I guess three years ago, because this was our fourth, we had a full schedule, Rach and I, uh-huh. and by Saturday night, we were dead. We were done. We, we were in a Michael Curtis game, and even Michael Curtis was like, and, and Rich was there, too, mm-hmm. and and, we were, and I think Tim Snyder was with us, and we're all like, yeah, let's just go to the bar. <laughs> we, 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 we were done. I had a game that morning with uh, Matt Finch, and I go like Matt, we can't do it, man. We just can't. We this the, that was this. Year? I learned. No, that was the first time I went, three years okay. ago. Okay. And then after that, I learned. Now, I, I this, yeah. Well, and and here's the thing. This is the first time I, I ran two sessions of Swords and Wizardry Light, and uh, it was the first time I'd run a face-to-face game in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've run on the internet. I've run on Roll Twenty. I've, uh, but it's the first time. Uh, and I, I learned one thing that I didn't remember doing when I used to GM face-to-face mail group that mm-hmm. I need to stand now because <laughs> I can't, I, I, no, I can't sit. I'm too moving around the table, talking to people. I, I, I do that when I GM too. I get up, I get down, I get up, I get down, I get up. I, some people t- t- like Matt Fidge, he gets up and stays up. Yep. Matt Finch doesn't just get up and stay up. Matt Finch gets oh. up. Stands on the table and starts pacing the table. Pacing it? Yes. Now he he's pacing it. Like, he doesn't stay put when he stands. He moves around. I'm always most amazing thing to see him, Bill Webb, how they can run groups of two dozen people. I can't. Amazing, do that. amazing GMs. If you ever uh, get a chance to play with either one, 
see my my, pro- God. my problem Dude. is I get I get you know I've got arthritis in my knees and my feet, and I get like cramped if I sit down. So I stand up for a while. Unfortunately, I'm six six. So to read the stuff behind my screen, I got to sit down again because it's too far away. Even, uh, with my gla- even with my glasses, I'm the I'm the only one I know who has a large print DM screen for for D and D. That's awesome. <laughs> I Dude. made it myself. There's three charts, three charts. That's all I could fit, but I could read them. You know what? You just you just opened my eyes up because I'm going to be running Swords of the Light at my uh, friendly local game store starting September uh-huh. every, other, every other Thursday, and I got myself the DM screen with I can do the inserts, and I was looking for inserts, and I just realized. Because I'm going to be standing up all the time, and Swords of Witchery Light doesn't have too much in the way of charts. No. But I can have what I need. As I can, I, I remember, I'll just go into the original files, blow it up. I'll, I'll be able to stand up the whole freaking time and never have to sit down. I can read all the stuff that I need right off that. That is awesome. Thank you, Glenn. You're welcome. You're welcome. I made my own on a uh, on Excel sheet. I just typed it in from the book, from the uh, Rule Cyclopedia. Mm-hmm. I did. I did the players to hit chart, the monsters to hit chart, and the saves. That's it. Nice. That's really that is pretty close to all you need. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um, you know, I have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful DM screens, but damn it, I can't read them. I did play in a couple of games though. Um, on Saturday, and this is awesome. I um. I was nominated for three castles this year, and that's why the yes, big GoFundMe, GoFundMe went on, and that was both a shock and kind of awesome. Um, I didn't win, but Mike Stewart he of Saber Die fame did win for Victorious, and good on him because he busted his ass for years to bring Victorious to light, so it's well-earned and well-deserved. You're right. Yep. Um but after the award ceremony, I got to play a gentleman named Billy Longino, or Longino, I apologize for mispronouncing that, Billy, mm-hmm. ran an awesome BX game centered around Law and Order in the Shire. Cool. We oh, were all halfling cops. Police procedure. Oh, man. Dude, you're killing me. It was... You're... And there was even a dwarf. And... Ah! <laughs> And he had this setup where like dwarves were seen as second class citizens, mm-hmm. and I played. And every halfling had a special ability. I love it. But it wasn't necessarily wasn't necessarily good. Like the guy I played was the grumpy old sergeant who was about to retire. Uh-huh. And whenever he went to attack, he had to roll a d6, and if he rolled a one, his gout acted up, and he wouldn't do anything. So. Oh we, my. Yeah, that's. I mean, that 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 pretty much tells you the tone. Wow. So Billy's running this awesome, awesome game, and I'm playing two of my friends. Uh, Ross and Jody flew from Nebraska to Texas on their own dime to be there to support me for my nomination. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. These are these are wonderful, wonderful people. I love them to death. And um, so they're playing this game with me. And like, what happened was I figured if I'm playing the desk sergeant who retires next week, we walk into the inn where this horrible crime has happened that we're supposed to investigate. Mm-hmm. I sat. I literally the entire time sat next to the tap and just told everyone else what to do. <laughs> I never got up once. Um, uh, the bar, the bar got attacked by goblins. I convinced them um, that we had a birthday cake for them, and we shoved a bunch of explosive flumps in the front door and blew them up. I mean, it was explosive it was, flumps. It was just this this complete idiotic mess that was an absolute blast. It was friggin' great. Um, well, well um, 
Wow. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, anyway, that was I'm so much fun. Getting ahead of ourselves again. Anyway, the the Astonishing Swordsman game was... All I remember is this one guy who played a, a, a magician, wizard. And we had to go in the swamp. And we had to... Uh, we had to get information from this swamp hag. And okay. we're in her hut. And she's, you know, being evasive and stuff. And all of a sudden she starts doing this thing about how lonely she is. And starts oh, eyeing no. a couple of the party. And the wizard jumps up and has said, hey, baby, you want to do it? <laughs> and we're all looking at each other. And we leave the hut with him. He goes to bed with her and gets our information that we needed. And we all look at him and go, why? He says, well, just consider it taking one for the team. <laughs> nice. It's like, dude, I have never seen any kind of role play like that before. <laughs> Incredible. Well, uh, you know, Rach and I, we played in a pickup game with uh, Edwin Nagy, uh-huh. who's done a lot of, a lot of work with lesser known games and... Uh, I, I met him for the first time. He's a good dude. He's really quiet and like really yeah. understated. Oh well, he we did a pickup game with him where uh, he made up the whole scenario on the spot, and we just happened to be a bunch of uh, demi-human cultist cannibals. But we only ate humans. We didn't eat other demi-humans. That's kind of awesome. It was the most bizarrely awesome game. I think I've ever played in, and uh, we're gonna hopefully uh, pick it back up at, at Game Hole. So he, uh, he published a module, and I'm totally blanking the name of it, but it's a neat concept because he gave me a free copy of it. It was just awesome, and the idea is you're you are teleported into this dungeon to like defeat a dragon, mm-hmm. and they teleport you like right next to the dragon's lair. And I, <laughs> Whereas most modules get harder as you get further in, this one actually gets easier if you can manage to get closer to the exit. Nice. So, like, the last monsters you fight before the exit are, like, kobolds or something, but the first thing you encounter is the damn dragon. Damn. Right. Yeah, so, it's it's nasty. So, anyway, that was Wednesday. What did you guys do Thursday? Uh, I spent pretty much the first two days just wandering around, taking it in. Well, I, I loafed for the first, like, in the morning and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because I had a noon, uh, one o'clock game. Uh, This was my two-part gangbusters game. I got adventurous and wanted to run two games this year, but I was trying to hedge my bets. Okay, I'll make it part one and part two. And it'll take me 12 hours, so... And then they scheduled them back-to-back. I Mm. spent most of Thursday and Friday socializing. um, Because I smoke and I smoke a pipe, I tend to spend a lot of time out in the smoking areas. So I got to name all my fellow OSR smokers. Is, nice. that, where, is that where you met um, Frank? Uh, yeah, that's where I saw Frank for the first time. What, oh my my! Frank no, no, no! I saw I saw Frank. I didn't actually meet him until later, actually inside. And I was like, oh my god, it's Frank Menser! Oh my god, it's Frank Menser! Holy crap, it's Frank Menser! And I forget who I was talking to, but you want to meet him? And I'm like, uh, no. And the guys are like, Frank, Frank, come here, come here. And I, I can't remember who it is. I'm t- too busy staring at Frank Menser going, oh my god, it's Frank Menser. <laughs> and he walks up and he just goes, hi. And I, I shake his hand and I just went, uh, uh, you, you changed my life. And he was like, yeah, I get that sometimes. <laughs> you know, totally approachable, totally friendly, re- really cool dude. Uh-huh. And uh, just had, had a genuine, sincere smile on his face and kind of had a little joke at my expense, which was kind of awesome. 
Well, now, now here, I'm going to tell my, my Merle story since it involves James. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. So I, I, I'm, uh, I'm talking with uh, Merle Rasmussen, okay. and uh, Frank Metzner is, is next to us, and I'm, me and Rachel are talking with Merle. And I see coming from behind Frank, what I realize is, oh, my God, that's James, who then proceeds to give me uh, a flash of his uh, uh, middle chest as I'm looking at Frank right in the eye. So I'm seeing. That was great. It was so great. So, so I was just like, this is bizarre because uh, I'm, tur- I'm talking to Merle and I'm about to talk to Frank. And what I see is it just man boob everywhere. Man, <laughs> man, man boob from my good friend James. So yes, it was, and not for nothing, that was the feel of the con. Everywhere what, I went. What man it, boob? Not man boob. <laughs> you know, well, listen, they're gamers. There's a lot of man boob just not being exposed usually. But uh, the feel of the con was a very light feel this year. It was. Uh-huh. It's casual. It felt very casual. It felt very casual, very relaxed. Mm -hmm. And an awesome feel. Again, I'm going to tell the new hotel, the Westin, on the money. I I wasn't sure how I was going to adjust myself to (laughs) the change. I liked my previous three years at the old hotel, and staff actually remembered us, Mm -hmm. me and Rach. But uh, this hotel, they did a wonderful job for the con. The layout was great. Uh... Yep. I think the only thing they really uh, need to address, and they, there already are, is the uh, secondary dealer's hall was a little sparse. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but, but that uh, was, they, that, they know that. That was a matter of us getting in there for a while. Yeah. I remember what I did Friday. Friday, I was wandering around, and in yeah. the morning, I saw that someone had on the docket a game of uh, Adventures in Middle Earth, which is the 5e mm-hmm. adaptation. And I actually did a little work on the player's guide. Uh-huh. The game was full. It was being run by uh, Stan Chin, who did Dungeon-esque, and it was full. Uh, but I, I didn't want to play. I just kind of wanted to watch. You know, they'll be need to watch people play a game I worked on. Uh-huh. And he recognized me. He was like, oh, my God, you're James Bond. And I was like, oh, my God, I am. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, do you want to play? And I was like, well, I don't want to take anybody's spot. You've already got two reservists. So he let all the reservists in and ended up with a party of, like, 10 or 11 people. Wow. And still ran a really, really solid game. I mean, it was a lot of fun um, to get to, to to play. I very rarely get to play any Lord of the Rings or Star Wars games because you know people are well. I don't know it as well as you. I don't want to run it for you, mm. and that pisses me off because I just want to have fun like everybody else. That's true. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, but I got to sit down and I got to I got to play a Hobbit and it was awesome. I uh, I was running my Gangbusters game for this group in Austin, and you know them, James. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was going to talk about them later. Okay, well that's that's when I what happened was I uh, back up a bit Friday night after I came back from dinner, they were going to dinner, and um, what's what's who's who's the leader? Who, Jeff. Who, Jeff and Jeff, you're old man Grognard. Yes, I am. You're running the Gangbusters game. Yeah, we all signed up. And I looked at him and go, Oh crap, really? <laughs> and we're all in the same group. Oh, no, that means they know how to operate together. Yes. Well, I mean, no, that's good for a game and stuff, but it's like, great, I'm going to be embarrassed in front of six people that all know oh. each other. But <laughs> it's like, there's, you know, no you know, no stress, right? Um, so they go off, and I go off, and 
the one o'clock comes and they all show up and we had a banger. They did <laughs> a two part, 12 hour game in six hours. Wow. And not only that, they did, they finished part two before part one. Oh, wow. Because the way the games work, they kind of overlapped a little. There's a little, there's a little uh, consistency with a couple of characters. Um, the hitman, like it's like the hitman in part one was like the main bad guy in part two. And it was it was so funny because it's like, uh, and and you know I had I'd run some gangbusters but not a whole lot, and I still was working out the don't split up the you know trying to go against the don't split up the party thing, that you right. and D because you. It's going to happen in gangbusters. They're all different. They're all good guys. You know, I got two FBI agents, two prohibition agents over here, a uh, a private eye, and another uh, a reporter, I think. One of and the so, in- and so oh, I'm sorry, Glenn. So I basically broke them up into teams: the two FBI people, the two, and and I would rotate between the scenes, and they would get their they were getting their information, which was great. But they do stuff like. Okay, we're all going to meet, and we're going to take out the Dutchman, and then later on we're going to bust. We're going to bust the. We're going to bust the uh, the rum runners, and it's like, well, we got an hour. You want to take a nap? <laughs> it's like they had it planned out so well. Well, I, I tell you something. They are on point. That that whole group is just totally on point. They. Um, I, I met Jeff. I, I, I casually met Jeff Saturday morning. Um, which, by the way, the, the Westons. Uh, Breakfast buffet is awesome. Yep. And I need to make a deep dark confession. Yeah. Uh, my first morning there, Thursday morning, I didn't realize it wasn't free. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Um, my bad. Well, I had a similar thing, but not so bad. I didn't realize it was ten bucks for for con for 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 con to ten. Yeah, you told me about that. I played it's only like twenty bucks. $18, and then I lay, well, it's only 10 for us to just show your badge. At that time, I had not got my badge yet. Oh. So that's, you know, well, you know, live and learn. But how did you find out it wasn't free after they chased you down or what? No, I noticed other people being left checks on the second day, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so you just ate Oopsie. and left? So I waited. Yeah, I just ate and left. I just sat down, like, pretty close to the hall in case I saw somebody I knew. <laughs> Wow. And then when I was done, nobody walked up. I was like, oh, it must be free. And I got up and left. Wow. <laughs> and I felt like got, a real jerk for the rest of the con. You got away with it. I, I'm surprised. I mean, there was, a, they, they had a, at, over at the, over at the, the Marriott, they had a discount for the brunch or whatever. And, you know, I paid what I thought I should pay and left the coupon. And I, and then and I got this waitress following me around. I said, wow. no, it doesn't. And finally, finally, Doug, I think it was Doug, said, no, it doesn't work that way. It works this way. And he said, don't worry about it. Everybody's been doing, been doing it. They don't understand how the coupon works. I felt terrible. So don't, don't, don't you don't have to be so bad. It's not, it, it don't hurt. Well, those, those people were <laughs> hard, though. They were, they were always feeding some gamers. Let me tell you, gamers can put food away. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That, that, that breakfast hall was full every morning. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. But, but, but amazing. But, yeah, go ahead. One thing that amazed me about the con, uh, because I, I don't drink, mm-hmm. I had no idea the amount of alcohol that was consumed at this event. It is staggering. Isn't it? Hi. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I there's, there's some elements of chaos that are just flying around. When, um, I got introduced to a publisher I was not aware of, and uh, two of the main forces behind it. 
mm-hmm. uh, from sitting out of the smoking pit with pe- other people late at night who were drinking while I wasn't. Um, Ian McCarty and, and uh, uh, Jason Gardner, mm-hmm. who are two two great dudes. Um, Ian and I really got to talk shop and got to talk about stuff with our kids and had a good time. And Saturday night, I went out for like my last smoke before I went to bed, and they're all out there carousing. And he's like, man, I don't want to carry this box of crap I bought up to your room. And I looked at him, and there's a very important phrase my father taught me, and that is that drunk people will give you money for anything. And I looked at him and said, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I jokingly said, I'll take it up to your room for 10 bucks. And he went, okay. And I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah. So I, I did that, and I got my 10 bucks, and I spent the rest. And he said, henchman, take my stuff to room. So I spent the rest of the con going around going, yes, master. <laughs> like I was just not That is awesome. hilarious. <laughs> And then I, then I went and bought all Silver Blaze stuff because he's a good dude and then they're good products. Yeah. Um, they're good, quick products. Yeah. And uh, the other interesting encounter comes from, um, I can see why Zach loves his character of Thopus so much because he is Thopus. He comes <laughs> running out to me. He sees me in the smoking pit and charges me like he's going to tackle me. <laughs> and he sees me holding my um, uh, Legion kit, sort of under light Legion folder, and he grabs it and goes, "I need this." Yanks it out of my hand, takes the light rules, takes the pre-generated characters, and runs off. Not without a no explanation, no asking, just grabs it and goes. And because I know Zach, it was hilarious. Of course. So, so five minutes later. Jim Wampler comes out to have a cigarette and he's looking stressed. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, man, I got to run a game. I don't have any graph paper. And of course, one of the things in the in the light packet is, thing is a graph. little pad of graph paper. And I was like, well, here you go. And he's like, you sure, man? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, I can get. I'm sure I can get another one from from Bad Mike later, you know, today. So I went back to get another <laughs> one, and they were gone. Like they were out for the rest of the day. They didn't get any more till Sunday. Wow. And uh, I, it was just there was so much funny stuff. I got to sit there and. and and have some really good talks with Matt Finch, and just get to sit down and like talk to people. You just don't get to have those kind of conversations I'm glad Black, on the internet. Yeah, I'm glad Blackblade put those little pads there. But when I got my ki- my kit, I looked at it and I just smiled. I looked over on the shelf where there's like five of them I bought two years ago <laughs> from Blackblade. <laughs> I I like them because you can hand them to players and think, uh, "What's the room look like?" Okay, this is what you can see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they are. They're they're, they're a perfect size. That's what I was. Yeah. Uh, Actually, using when I was running my games, because we got to the table, and uh, there I didn't have a dry erase marker. They have the great, uh, you know, uh, dry dry erase grids for each table, but I didn't have. Oh my a- god, those were fantastic! And dice towers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they always have dice towers. In fact, I well, asked so where they got them, and I bought a couple of them. Yeah, well, one of the, at my table on the one night, on one afternoon, I didn't have a dice table, a dice uh, tower. tower. But and I need the time that I have a dry erase. I'm just using a small graph paper. But uh, I mean, I, I too was getting people. I, I, I'm walking through the hallways from my my, my first game had uh, two standbys, mm-hmm. which I told them both come on in. And my my second game on uh, when I went on Friday, I get stopped. I get stopped in the hall uh, of the hotel, and then it's like uh, you're running a, uh, 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 Eric. You're running a game in like 15 minutes, right? I'm like, yeah. Well, where are you going now? To get something to eat? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm getting my soda for the game. Uh, do you have any room for more people? Just just take a seat. <laughs> <clears throat> just take a seat. We'll, we'll make it work. I mean, I, so I, I, and to me, running with 
eight, nine, ten people. That's a lot. Yeah. And I, that is a lot. I, I, ha- I added at least one to my game. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, if it, these people love that game so much, I ended up running a pickup game Sunday for them. Had no idea what I was going to do, but I did it anyway. Well, there you go. Um, most of the, uh, other than that, Saturday, I, I did my usual traditional walk up to Doug, hand him 60 bucks saying, okay, I'm paid for next year. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he, and he had me five bucks back. It's like, it was 55. Okay. Until, until, you know, okay, fine, fine. Thank you. So I'm number one <laughs> in there. Nice. That's hilarious. Nice. Walked into the dealer's room, of course, walked up to bad Mike and said, look, dude, I need some swords and wizardry light stuff. Because I want to be, I have the idea, I want to be the Oklahoma rep for Swords and Wizards of Light. And so he handed me about, oh, ten of them. And I took them. Then I went over to the Frog God booth. <clears throat> right. And I said to um, to Bill Webb, mm-hmm. I said I said the same thing. I says, what kind, can you give me some kind of, I, I'm going to do, I want to do demos for you of Swords and Wizards of Light. What, what kind of support? He says, okay. Here, hold out your hands. He starts grabbing hardback books and handing them to me, saying, here, this is a gift, this is a gift, this is a gift. Gives me a deck of his dirty tricks playing cards. Oh, says, okay, excellent deck. Oh I said, God. okay, oh, that'll, that'll, get me, that'll get me by. I mean, I got more than I could do to run here, but I didn't want to say it, but I was thinking, like, flyers, want- flyers and banners? <laughs> <laughs> you know, some kind of advertisement or something? <laughs> I wanted one of those decks so bad, and I went back to get one on Sunday, and they were gone. Aww. But then, then I turned around the next day, and I ended up buying like three more books from them. Well, and there's one. And there's one thing I learned this con it is that Bill Webb is a force of nature. Oh, Bill! Oh Webb. my God! He comes into a room by kicking in the door with a bottle of booze in one hand and a dice bag in the other, and says, "Where's the party? It's right here." Wait, wait! You oh. left out the Hawaiian shirt, the shorts, and the sandals. Well, they're a given. They're a given. Yeah. Ah, all right. No, I, I, I may, every year I go away saying, damn you, Bill Webb. Mm-hmm. Damn you, Bill Webb, because if I'm going to spend 25, I end up spending 50. And it's like, this man can <laughs> sell ice to Eskimos. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, listen, <laughs> my, my highlight of the, of the con was Rach and I uh, just came back, I think it was... Friday. Uh-huh. We had just come back for dinner uh, with uh, the Wolves and a bunch of uh, you know, a bunch of other great gamers. Mm-hmm. And we had some great Texas barbecue. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So I'm, and I, I I ate like a pig. Couldn't finish what was, I, I couldn't finish what was on my plate. And I come back in and there is Matt Finch and Bill Webb and Zach and everybody else from Frog God. Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, oh, Eric, Rage, come join us for uh, dinner. We're having the uh, Frog God dinner. And I'm like, Bill, we just, sorry, Matt, we just came in. From dinner. From, uh, from dinner. We, just, we had two dinners the previous night. <clears throat> and he's like, all right, well, uh, have a second dinner. So I look at Rage, and <laughs> we were just like, okay. well, you know, we can have a first dessert and, and drinks. And we did. And, and, was, and then Bill was if nice enough at the end. You know, Bill was nice enough at the end to call me out specifically for Swords and Wizardry Light, or uh, <clears throat> and uh, it was very nice to be called in. And, and uh, thanks to uh, Bill, I'm going to publicly thank him right now. Uh, any any convention that the frogs go to, uh, Bill is going to be uh, covering my 
course at the con. I got to get there myself, which is fine. Nice. So I need a benefactor Bill, uh, like that. Well, you know, I I, I kind of swim in the frog god pond, but I'm a very small tadpole. I'm working on it. So what do you think? You've 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 earned your frog legs. Ugh. Uh, uh, well, well, with me, yeah, I'm a maybe a adjust myself to my seat. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a frog god tadpole too, but I'm in the other pond over in frickin' Oklahoma. They have ponds in Oklahoma. I thought that was like a dry state. But I'm bum. Oh, I'm on the east coast. I'm about as far away as you can get. Yeah, you're true. That's true. Uh, actually, I'm in New York, so yeah, yeah. I'm 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 pretty far too. And remember, yeah. frog fills out in frickin' uh, Washington State. So yeah. here's the, here's the rule for cons: if somebody's going to pick up your tab for dinner, eat like a hobbit. I can't do that, man. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, not that I'm a light eater, but no, but you know, well, that, that's kind of what happened. I ended up sucked into a Bill Webb dinner too. I, we were, they were all just sitting there smoking. It's like, all right, everybody, we're going to dinner. And I assumed he meant like the frogs. So I got up to go and he's like, no, come on. I'm oh, like, I was there with you for that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, okay. They're going to do their thing. Awesome. I'll hang here. And he's like, no, come on. And I was like, oh, okay. I think I went with the Austin group. Um, the the manticores over to Denny's that night or that we all yeah because that Sunday you yeah. and I and the manticores ended up at the Red Robin that, yeah that was that was like on the way home that was like mm-hmm. okay this is the official end of the con boom you know <laughs> goodbye see you next year which I want I, w- I want to say publicly right now Jeff Webb runs the best shadow run game I've ever yes, played. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I was, I was listening to you a bit, even though I was struggling over there with the Gangbusters game at the other table. Oh my God, I that was that I had so much fun in that game. His from the from the concept to the way he runs Shadowrun, because Shadowrun could get bogged down quick, and he cuts through the crunch but keeps the flavor. Mm-hmm. And gave everybody a chance to do stuff. And one of the coolest things he did was remember that in the Shadow Run books they have those laminated, pre-generated template characters. Mm-hmm. He took those, printed them out on eleven by seventeen, but wow. included a damage track, equipment list, and then if you flipped it over, mm-hmm. it was all the rules, the basic oh, rules primer. God, and then he really had everything he, there. And then he laminated them so you could write on them with dry erase. Nice. It was so good. I looked at him and I said, "Can I have this as a you know a memento of the con?" And he was like, "Wow, nobody's arrested." And I was like, "Yeah, this is like so cool." He's like, "Yeah, you take it. It's great." So and then he gave me the PDFs if I ever wanted to use them myself. Wow. Wow. And we're not well, hold on, not done yet. So then he invites me out with with the dragoons and me to go. To, yeah, we all went. Did we all went to Red Robin? And then after we get back and we like connect over Facebook, he's like, "Hey man, I, I want to make you an honorary member of our community." I was like, "Dude, I'm in Maryland and you're in Texas." He's like, "No, it's cool." It's, I was like, "If you guys are cool with that, great." I mean, that, that, I'm I'd be honored. And and so not only did he make me an honorary member of the Dragoons, he sent me a, a Royal Dragoons patch to put wow. on my jacket. I mean, he, uh, he he's just seven kinds of stand-up. He offered the wow. same thing to me, and I said, let me think about it, because they're in Austin and I'm in Oklahoma City. I know I could get there easier than you, but, you know, it's like something I have to plan. So I said, let me think about it. He says, okay, cool. And then when I get back and I talk to him on Facebook, and he says, I hear you got uh, Jim Spawn a membership. He says, yeah. What did I say at the con? I don't remember. You said you'd think about it. He says, all right, I did. Yes. 
And then I sat. So I remember. Sat at lunch all day talking. Um, we sat at lunch for like two hours, and another dragoon, uh, Raul Trevino, um, he found out I wrote on the One Ring and like completely lost and started asking me all these questions about Tolkien, which was great to get to sit there for two hours and talk about Tolkien with somebody. He was dividing his time between you and me because he was like all over that gangbuster stuff. He's the guy who bought, I gave my my box set to to Bad Mike to Oshkosh, and he's the one who bought it. Oh, wow. He paid like like 145 bucks for it. Speaking of auctions, man, did you see those Jeff Easley originals? Oh, Oh, my God. He does that every year. He sits Those there were and amazing. Paints. Those yes. were amazing. He sits there and paints with house paint. Yeah, what he did yep. with house paint. Oh my god. Yes, it was incredible. Um, it, it was the kind of thing I would have I would have put a bid on, but there's no way my wife would let me hang a three foot by five foot picture of an undead warrior in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really this actually this is the first year I think I did not pick up any original artwork. Anyway. I didn't. I didn't buy much. I tried to keep myself pretty thin on the budget because flights, yeah. flights both ways, and hotels and all that ate up about eighty percent of the money that was no, raised. I, I brought. I brought enough money to to spend the way I wanted to. But even if I bring a crap ton of money, I'm still very discriminating on how I do it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know I'm saying because it's like okay, I wanted that last year. I, it seems the last few years it's like I always buy the thing I wanted the year before. And then that year there'd be something I can't afford, and then next year I buy it. This year I have everything, <laughs> so I could, I could. There was this one guy. Did you see that one guy in the uh, the other dealer room who was selling those uh, books, those leather, bo- leather books? Mm-hmm. I bought I bought three of those and gave one to Becky. Okay. And I got two of them. They were beautiful, and they're all filled with handmade paper. Really? I had wow. no idea. 250 sheets worth of it. And I mean, yeah, that's it was no slouch. Yeah, it was. It says made in India, so I figured, yeah, okay, that's probably where it was. But still, it's handmade paper. I'm using one as a sketchbook. It's one great. of the cool things that got you know, to and, do. Yeah, they, they were 25 bucks a piece. That's what got me. Anyway, um, no, no, I think it was Saturday night. James Shields is actually running a White Star game, and I think he was running it for the Dragoons. Huh. And what very few people at the con knew, I'd run into the Dragoons for the first time, I think it was Saturday morning, and I sat down, and, and Jeff and I immediately started talking about Shadowrun. We started fanboying over Shadowrun. He's like, yeah. He's like, what do they play? Like, I really like to play Deckers, but the decking rules suck. And he's like, yeah, they do. And what most people at the con did not know was that I had a draft copy of White Star Galaxy Edition mm-hmm. in my bag the entire con. Uh-huh. Um, and the idea was that James and I, who's doing a lot of the art, were going to go over and do some art placement and ideas. And very little of that got done, which I'm not surprised by. But I got to sit down and show those to Jeff. And then it turns out that James was running a White Star game for them later that night, which I didn't know at the time, but I gave James. There's only one in existence, and I don't know who got it. But Michael Alhauser, who does grayed out uh, dice bags, uh-huh. which is on Etsy. His dice bags are awesome. I own, like, six of them. Yeah. Um, he actually made me as a gift. A, the only dice bag he's ever made that has the white, only dice bag out there that has the White Star logo on it. Wow. Oh, wow. And I gave that to James to give to one of the players. I remember you flashing Hero's Journey at me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of people. I was surprised um, at how well received it was over. I was really surprised just generally by the, by the generosity of the community. Like, Example, I'm sitting there on the second day eating my breakfast, which I fully intended to pay for, then I realized my screw-up. 
And somebody walks up to me and goes, oh, you're James Spawn. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you wrote Heroes Journey? And I went, yeah. And he's like, White Stars? I go, huh? And he's like, I'm Eric Garland. I'd like to pay for your breakfast. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And we sat there and we just talked for like two hours. Wow. Um, I was walking through the halls and I ran into uh, Theron Bretz. And he just asked me all these questions about design and, and what I was what I was thinking when I was writing different rules. And Was there a there? I didn't see him. Yeah, he was there. I saw him. I remember we, the, we, had a, we had a good long conversation. Year, bef- year before, he, he, he ran my that fourth edition Champions game I was in. Oh, wow. Where I, was, where I was sitting next to Steve Perrin. Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, I know, I know Steve from back in the, you know, 80s, 90s heroes time. I used to live in San Jose and stuff, and uh, I see him at cons. So, yeah. Um, anyway. I, oh, my favorite story. My favorite story about Jim is sitting there Saturday in the hall talking talking, talking, and Errol Otis walks by. <laughs> I forgot about that. And this. he walks by and said, hey, Errol. He turns around and says, hey, Glenn. And I said, come over here, come over here. I said, Errol Otis, Jim Spahn. And Jim's, James turns to me and goes, not the Errol Otis. I said, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I thought, I see you. And, you know, he sit there and talk for a few minutes, and he went on. It's like, you're, it's like I hope you, you, you brought your Depends this trip, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it was like it took me seeing two or three icons in the community to not, you know, change my shorts every time I saw somebody. <laughs> and they're all That's awesome. They're all oh, sweet. Yeah. They're all sweet guys too. Uh, let's see. What else? What, what else do we do? Um, oh, um, I really. You know who I really got close to this time and really got to talk to is uh, J- uh, Bruce Hurd. Oh really? really? I yeah. didn't see him. I knew he was there. I didn't see him. I, I, I was in his uh, I was in his Kaladar game, his first Kaladar game, uh, at the con. Um, he owed me a book because I did on his Kickstarter. I did the voice, the voiceover for the video. Okay. Oh, no and idea. So right. he asked he asked me, well, what do you charge? I said, for you, your current book. And so oh, he, nice. brought, he brought Beyond the Skies and he autographed for it, it for me and. We we hung we hung out a little. We talked, um, and like the next day, he we went to lunch, and he got to t- I got to t- I found out about you know his life back in France and what he did with the, the you know with the TSR era and all that other stuff and ca- what Cal Caroladar is doing and he's a really nice guy. I really enjoyed him and and Bruce, you're a sweetheart. You know I'll always I'll always play in your games, anytime. Um, wow, I'm sorry I missed him. Yeah, he's he's a really nice guy. What about you, Eric? What, what's what else? I tried hanging out at the Frog Guy table. Spent a lot of time uh, talking with Mike. Played in uh, the Rapanathic uh, 3D dungeon. How did that go? With, uh, oh, it was a kill fest, but it was awesome. It really it was. It, listen, it looked great. It was. Uh, Printed everything was printed out with 3D printer. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the the whole group was awesome, uh, and one of the last to die was I believe Rach, because wow. she was playing somebody that was kickass. Oh, it was just a really good time. Skeeter, <laughs> Skeeter runs a good game. Skeeter Green, really, yeah, yeah. Another frog. I kind of miss. Um, I know Tim Snyder didn't come this year, 
but I kind of miss him there because I remember last year him running that tune game that you and Rach were in. Oh, he ran tune and he ran uh, Ghostbusters last year. Yeah, he did. I was in the Ghostbusters game. Yeah, no, you, you, you I, I were at both of them. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't officially at the tune game because the tune game you were playing the NPCs. Yeah, he he just yeah. I just came by to see how it was going, and you know, see all the feasts were filled, and say, oh, okay. He said, no, I'll stick around. Sit down. Sit down next to me. You can help me. And so, <laughs> whatever he wanted me to do at NPC, I'd do a funny voice or something, and you know, it was a Dungeons and Dragons parody. It was great. I thought it was hilarious. It's like Dunkers and Doofuses or something. Yeah, Tim runs a great game. I think he's coming next year. Good. I think for him, North North Texas is every other year. He uh-huh. uh, does uh, other appearances at more regional stuff. Tim's uh-huh. a good people. Yeah, he, uh, the year before, I mean, I will never forget him for this. He ran Mutant Future. He ran Thunder the Barbarian using Mutant Future. Oh, yeah. Mutant Future. My friend Matt Evans, Mr. Bithgarther. Uh, and I were in it, and a couple other people. I played Thundar. Oh. And Matt played Ukla. Oh, that's and great, because he, that he was can't a, communicate then. That that's was, awesome. He, I, said, I said, look, I just said, it's, because he didn't know the show. I said, Ukla Namak is just chewy with a bad temper. Yep. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and he did stuff like, on his pad, he had, like, the intro to the show and everything. He would, he played just like it was a Saturday morning cartoon. He had intros. He had commercials from the era, including the D and D commercial. Nice, um, fantastic. You know, and he'd do the setup, and he'd point to me, and he'd get the video going, and he hit, and I go, and he points to me, and go, Ariel, Ukla, ride, and you see them riding across the thing, and it's <laughs> like, yes, this is great. Um, and he and and Matt saw the intro with Ukla breaking stuff up. He says, Oh yeah, okay, I can play that. Awesome. Anyway, that's cons past. <laughs> I got to meet a lot of people who I had encounters with online who I respect a lot. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I, I'm really excited for Mutant Crawl Classics, and I got to meet, you know, Jim Wampler and be like, dude, I'm stoked for your game. And that was really cool to, you know, to sit there and talk to Jim for a bit and, uh-huh. and get to know him. I, um, Jason Hobbs, who I absolutely love. Oh, God, um, yeah. Um, this guy's got a heart the size of Texas. Um, is just he's awesome. He's just he's a solid people. Eric Hoffman, who I saw two years ago at Trident Con in Maryland, um, we saw each other again, and that man's composure and professionalism intimidate me. And he is like one of the coolest people ever. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean it's, it was just yeah he was another guy who was up for three castles. You know another you know nobody like me. So. You know, just getting to, to, to put faces to names and get to really hang out. You know, you can get to know somebody online, but you get a real vibe for them when you meet them in person. And You do. And that was that was really cool to get to, to put names to faces and, and get to, like, genuinely hang out with people. It was And, it was and, and Tim fun. Cask on the Lark trying to run everybody over. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the grumpy old man alone. I love That's Tim. just that, like, I, I, like, when I met, I, I always say that Tim Cask scares because I'm afraid he's going to leap across the table, punch me in the face, and tell me to game harder. And having <laughs> met, having met him in person, my assessment has not changed one bit. <laughs> oh, you know, he is just he is he is who he is, and he will just he puts it like it is. And, and 
I say that in all affection because I do not dislike Tim in any way, shape, or form. But he is who he is, and he makes no bones about it. And I can respect that. He's right. not putting on airs for anybody. Nope. You know, he's no. just like, this is how it is. And if you don't like it, that's your problem, not mine. And I have serious respect for people who can do that. Oh, I have a tale to tell about him and one of my play, old players. And a previous guy, I'll tell you, off the air. Um, just remind me. And... Uh, <laughs> Tim Cask, we have Dr. Stannis Astaire there running Bunnies and Burrows, who is a manticore. He is part of that group. Yep. Um, and I believe that, that, that something related to Bunnies and Burrows came about because of the con. Right. Uh, yes, if that'd be uh, uh, Bunnies and Burrows. Well, right now they're working on a Bunnies and Burrows light, which is going to lead to a Bunnies and Burrows revival on Kickstarter. Dennis and I spent uh, Friday night... Sp- talking in the lobby, sitting down, relaxed, into the wee hours until I looked at my watch and said, you know what, Dennis? In New York, this is like 4 a.m., and I no longer do this. I have really got to sleep. <laughs> but uh, he's a gentleman, nicest guy, yes. and it was a... Bu- in retrospect, I mean, that was happening. It was bizarre. Talking gaming shop, talking game design mm-hmm. with Dr. Dennis Astaire, whose Swordbearer game was one of the first non-D&D games I picked up. Yep. I mean, blew my mind. And It's uh, it's yeah. very strange to talk to people who you regard as heroes and for them to speak to you as peers. You know, I didn't. I don't have much love. I mean, not love, but I really don't care about Top Secret, which is coming out in a new edition on Kickstarter. But Merle Rasmussen was there, and I kind of envy you and Raish. Because you were playing in his game, and it was all Legos. Oh, yeah, and, and here's the thing. I played in his game last year with Rage, and Rage played in his game the year before. So Rage has three years top of, secret. Uh, of what became Top Secret. We, the last two years, it wasn't named because it was uh, playtesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, i got to say, uh, the Kickstarter just finished as we are recording this. I, I think it's an excellent game. Uh, I, I love... The, uh, the whole genre that it deals with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys from top, uh, the new TSR, were kind enough to give me uh, a PDF of the game so I could get a, a real good peek at it. And it, I haven't played it. It plays very easily at the table where you don't have to think so much about the mechanics, but more of what do I want to do and how am I going to do it. It really, and good. Merle with the Lego. He's done it. Last year it was we were in the jungle, and we had to build ruins. This year we were in London, and we had to build a neighborhood. Mm. He gives you a, you know, a Lego mm. base, a bunch of Lego of one color, and says, "All right, have at it. You got 20 minutes or so, build it." And then that's the playing field that you play on. Mm. Amazing. Nice. And Merle and, and Merle is the nicest guy. Sadly, I had done an interview with him, which I planned on uh, posting a transcript at the tavern, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my recording software oh. recorded me just fine, but recorded him. And I had heard him perfectly when we interviewed. Yeah. The recording on, 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 from his end was so low. Oh, boy. I, I, the train to transcribe it was just beyond my ability. And I certainly couldn't share the audio as uh, an interview because nobody could really hear him, which Merle is really, he had some great stories about the uh, TSR days and, and how this all started for him. So I, I know that, uh, uh, save, uh, save for half did do an interview with Merle, and they do have it up. So if you want to catch it, 
you can yeah. grab it from them. Yeah, pretty much. And then like Saturday, like I said, we, the the presentations, the the auction, the this is that that's my chill out time because I don't go to those um, because. First of all, the midnight auction's fun. I didn't see anything I wanted. The regular auction, I avoid like the plague. <laughs> I, I don't mean, I mean, it goes to a good cause and all this. I don't mean like, you know, bad things about it. But I do not have anywhere near the deep pockets that the people who go to the auction do. Um, yep. I, I sat through about half of it and I was like, damn, these people have money. And I walked, well, I walked into it, okay? And I was standing in the back for a few minutes, and they were auctioning off a uh, painting from, I don't know, Elmore or, you know, whoever. And <clears throat> it was a nice painting. I think it was uh, Frank's Red Box Dragon or something like that. And they just finished auctioning it. And this girl turns to me, or woman turns to me and says, they just auctioned ass for two thousand dollars and i and i turned to her and said and that's why i don't go to the auction and i walked out (laughs) well listen uh, the midnight auction uh uh, i was the uh subject of the quote lost gaming bag from the previous con where uh, a bunch of uh assorted things like oh i think the mutazoids game Mm -hmm. and uh, a copy of the new printing and sort with relight if you want to think there were in jokes Mm-hmm. Uh, from people at the con, and I was trying to bid on it to keep it in house, and right. uh, I couldn't keep up because people were having too much fun bidding against me. I just right. I think well, I dropped that at eighty bucks. The the one thing you won, I actually stole from you. Jeez, he won. I forget what it was, but it was something and a coonskin cat. And I just oh yeah. He went to pick it up, and I just looked and went, "That's mine," and picked up the coonskin cap, put it on. And <laughs> So I, the midnight auction, I always bid on stuff. Some of it's just to bring the price up, and if I win, I win. And some of it, I actually, you know, I've I've actually gotten some decent stuff. I got a copy of uh, the, uh, the basic rules with the Errol Otis art, Errol uh-huh. Otis art on it, and he actually signed the cover. Wow, it was, oh, a, nice. beat, it was a beat up yeah. copy, but he signed the cover. I uh, picked up a copy of. Uh, I think the original supplement four for D and D for like I don't know, Peep, uh, twenty bucks. Corey, Corey, Corey over at Thaco's Hammer. Every year he hasn't done it recently, but every year he usually sends me a couple of two e books to get signed, and then I signed okay. them back, and I I I back. And the first year I did that because like Steve Winter, uh, Zeb Cook wasn't there this year, but he usually always comes. But Steve Winter's always there and stuff, so he has me sign these. Go, have him sign this. Okay, fine. I have him sign it. Send him back. But he gave me a copy of BX. He gave me a, a BN and X uh-huh. for Errol Otis to sign. And I said, okay, I'll do that. And I had a, a BN and X that I had Errol Otis sign. But I went one step further. I had Zeb Cook and Steve Marsh sign the expert edition for him and me. And oh, I really? Sent, and nice. I sent it back to him. He wants my baby now. I mean, he's that. <laughs> that's he's like more information than I needed. Yes, I know, but but it's that's that's how. I mean, he feels so indebted. It's like, dude, you are rock. You rock. Well, I am old man Grognar. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, he just he just you know he do he does it every year, and every year it's like, 
I said, well, when are you going to come out here? Oh, I don't know. Okay, just keep sending me the books, fine. You know. Well, it's, it's, it's funny. They have, they have the silent auction every year, and this year one of the silent auctions was a copy. It's a little beat up of the uh, Deities and Demigods with the Cthulhu Mythos in it. So I was like, all right, I'll bid on this. I, and I should have opened it up to the title page because I won it and didn't know until I won it and I opened it up that every, pretty much every artist that contributed to that had signed had, it. Had signed it. I was like, oh, my God. I was standing I got, next I, to you when you I, opened I, that. And you were like, Ugh. well, you know what? I've got to, I've got to. I don't know what printing that was, but mine's a first printing with the same thing because I spent the first three years of the con having everybody who involved in it sign mine. Well, nice. I, 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 so, I spent whatever time it took me to sign my name to the final and $95 to get mine. I got, I got, I got, I got, it's a first printing and I got it at half price books for five bucks. Oh, they didn't know what they had. Oh, they did you not know what they had. Uh, I, well, silent auction. I had the Gangbusters box set. I also um, put up my uh, rule cyclopedia, and that was signed by Frank. And, oh, nice. Uh, and uh, the art, the cover artist. I can't remember his name. Uh, who did the cover? Not Larry. It was. Was it, uh, it Caldwell? Yeah. It, no, he was at the con. Oh, so uh, I don't he was know. painting with the house paint. Easily, yeah. Jeff easily signed it. There yes. you go. Sorry, Jeff. I am so I am so sorry. But every time I think of Jeff, I think Larry Elmore. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, I put that one up because okay. Last story. At the con in the dealers' room, and you guys saw this, was a table that was never manned that had some new product in there and a lot of classic used product. Mm-hmm. I just had a, I had a, I had a box. That's like six, six, yeah, six, six or, you know, sixers and six guns and six siders and some new yep. stuff. And it had all this, like all these modules and stuff. And it's like, he had a very well kept rule cyclopedia and a gangbusters box set. That was pretty, pretty good. Better than what mine looked like. And he has a box here that said, leave money in the box. I said, Damn. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I, I would be willing to bet. I was going like, I would be willing to bet that, that everyone who, who, who bought something out there probably left him a, a reasonably fair price. I took the I took the RC and Gangbusters and dropped 50 bucks in there. Mm-hmm. It's got decent, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, oh God, I'm, I'm glad everybody here is honest. And I kept thinking, somebody's going to... I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, they would clear it out eventually, you know, periodically, but I'm going to, how do they know somebody didn't steal this, you know, the money or something? I was, I was well, being I, afraid for I them. think that's just faith in the community. Yes, and that actually, that tells me a lot about the gaming community, how, yep. how stand-up everybody is. Yep. Oh, and Jeff D was there. Hi, Jeff. Um, he's got Mighty Protectors coming out pretty soon, and he was kind of, you know, talking that up. Yeah, I saw him at his table, uh, I had all the signs up for, for MP. Yeah. And uh, anyway, a good time. I can't think of it. I think that was about it for me. A uh, good time was had by all. I drove home sleepy, but I got home. I remember everyone trying to get the hell out on Sunday because there was it stormed all weekend, and there was a huge, oh, yeah. horrible follow-up coming yeah. Sunday and Monday. And, and a couple people, like, I remember seeing Zach came back because they canceled his flight, so he didn't uh, get out yeah, on Monday. There were a couple of people whose flights got canceled, and or people that were, you know, went out 
and like had already signed out, went to the airport, and then three hours later, they mm-hmm. are back getting a room. Yeah. yeah. And, and the hotel was good. They were still giving them the con rate for that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That was nice. That was really nice of them. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, when we got out of Red Robin, I think we were chasing it. They was chasing me home or something. It was the I know my flight. I left my flight left the next day at Mon on Monday. Yeah, you stayed another day. That's right. Yeah, I stayed another day because I the, the worst part of the con for me was I spent between flights and air sitting in airports. I spent fourteen hours each way getting there. Wow. Um, if, wow. if if I die and go to hell, hell is going to be an airport. <laughs> um, I'm firmly convinced of that. But I was terrified that I was going to get stuck there. You know that movie, The Terminal. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the old Tom Hanks, the, the Tom Hanks movie. Yep, that's what it felt like. And um, they were they were starting to cancel flights. I mean, I remember Sunday night, the storm would stop for 15 minutes and the airport would just explode. There would just be people flying out. You'd see, woof, 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 get them out, get them out, get them out, get them out. Yeah, pretty much. You could, we, got was, a whole, yes. we got a window, go. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> wow. But uh, everybody had a good time. It was a great hotel. Thank you, Weston. Uh, yes. Dallas, Dallas yep. Fort Worth Airport, Weston. No, Fort Worth South, I think. Um, and that's at Irving, Texas, which is like a suburb of Dallas. I mean, the, the suburbs of Dallas are kind of like the suburbs of Southern California. They're uh, just everywhere. They're cities. It's, it's like it's like themselves. somebody calls Southern yeah. California. Somebody ca- calls Southern California a whole bunch of little cities linked up by Seven Elevens. Yep. And that's pretty much that's Dallas. Um, okay. I'm not too crazy about driving around there, but I manage to get to the con every year um, because to me it's a straight shot down from Oklahoma City until I get to Denton. Then I got to turn on the GPS. It, I it, I live I live in a town of 200, yes, hundred, hmm. and um, the closest real town to me is only 30,000 people and I grew up in rural Delaware and rural North Carolina okay. big cities scare the pants off me Ah, they don't bother me at all Just oh people. my god terrified yeah anyway gotta bring you up here to New York I, I, I like New York I love visiting New York I wouldn't want to live there okay I shall visit someday it's not really on my bucket list but you know uh, I, hell I haven't even been to I grew up 20 minutes away from Disneyland. I have yet to go to Disney World. Oh, uh, yeah. I went to Disney World for my honeymoon. It was awesome. Oh, cool. Anyway, um, that's the con, guys. And go next year. It's going to be the 10th anniversary, 2018. I wish I could pull some dates up. Well, wait a minute. I Maybe I can. I will pull up some dates for you pe- good people. How's that sound? <laughs> yep. Actually, you can sign up already. Yeah, oh, it's, it's already open? It's already open. Okay. Wow. It's a... It is um, Jan- Tuesday, June 7th to Sunday, June 10th of 2018. Thursday. Uh, Thursday, June 7th. That's what I said. You said Tuesday. Oh, th- I'm sorry. Thursday, June 7th to Sunday. I wish it was Tuesday. <laughs> so do I. I mean, I, I lived there for a week. That's yeah. not a problem. Weston Dallas Fort Worth Airport Hotel. It's a really great place. They give you a really good. It's 108 a night. For con attendees, I've, like I said, I've already handed down and my money. That for that hotel, oh my god, that's yeah. a super nice hotel. I mean, we've yep. got, and also like hundred eight dollars. I've already got my room booked. I've already got my registration in. I'm set. Um, and listen to this confirmed guest next year: Wolfgang Bauer, Bob Bledsaw Jr., Jason Braun, Jeff D, Chris Clark, Matt Fitch, Skeeter Green, Alan Hammock, Kevin Hendricks, Mary Hendricks, Jack. 
Herman, Tim Cast, Doug Kovacs, Diesel LaForce, Stephen Marsh, Frank Mincer, Errol Otis, Steve Perrin, Stephen Pacorni, who came this year, Dr. Dennis Astaire, Jim Wampler, James Ward, Jim, Bill Webb, and Stephen Winter. Nice. Oh, Steve Perrin's coming back. Cool. I have a lot of fun with him. I just do. And Stephen Pacorni, the Dwarvenaut. He was there this year for the first time. Yes, he was. Yes, he he was. loved it. He absolutely loved it. He had a blast. You could see him just running around having fun. He was like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I shook his hand. I hope to talk more with him he's next such, year. He, he's such an animated guy. He is. He is. He enjoys what he does. Anyway. Yes, he, uh, yep. And it shows. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, that's our pitch for the, I mean, that's our review of the uh, North Texas RPG. <laughs> James. You're the you're the main host. Why don't you say? Why don't you take us out? Not literally. Well, I would say I'm I'm not free to do that on the air. So. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? We got one more thing to say, and we all know what that is. You want? To- uh, raspberries. You want to do it, James? Schnozberries. <clears throat> About the show. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing. Um, it has been quite a ride for the three amigos. And I think after our long absence, we all did some soul searching and some talking. And I think it's looking like this may be the final appearance for the three of us on Saber Die. Um, it doesn't mean we're vanishing forever. Right. Um, we're all around the interwebs in our own various incarnations. But due to personal obligations on the part of all three of us, yes, um, we had to make some hard choices. Yeah, we did. Uh, so, unfortunately, um, you know, that means that, that our tenure as hosts is coming to a close with this episode. That's right. And it's not like uh, Saver Die may still be around, just not with us. That is correct. Yes. Right. And if you if if you want to find out more about what we may be doing at some point, just uh, check in at the tavern. Yep, check the tavern. Yep. Yep. And look on Facebook and other places like that. And uh, it's been, folks. You know me. You, me. You still got Thaco's hammer, but for Saver Die, I'm I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> so I hope to hear you. On, I hope to see you on. I hope you listen to Thanko's Hammer uh, and stick with Wild Games Productions because uh, we have some, uh, at least, I think, believe, R, what, RFI is coming back? I believe so. Okay, so you'll have a role for initiative and you'll have Thanko's Hammer. But uh, I, whatever form this show takes, wish it our best. Absolutely. Yes. Folks, thank you very much. It's been a blast. So, Have a good one. And the last, and Eric, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye, everybody. James, you want to say goodbye, not so hammy? Um, we just say it like bacon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everything's better with bacon. Though we say goodbye, remember, folks, that the road does, in fact, go ever on. It does, it does. And for the last time on this show, good night, everybody! Good night!